There's a question that comes up all the time in our Million Dollar Tradie Coaching Program. I'm too busy and I need to hire more people, but should I build the systems and processes first for the new roles or should I hire the people first? Tune into today's podcast where we talk through how you can bust this annoying problem so you don't get stuck in the trying to decide situation. You're listening to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where every week we help you make more money, get your time back and make life and business a whole lot more fun. Join us as we transform your plumbing, electrical or similar service business into a successful operation. Don't miss a beat. Hit the follow button. Let's get started. Alrighty, howdy team. Hope you're doing great today. Uh, I'm your host, Tony Fraser-Jones, host of the Profitable Trading Podcast with my co-host and good mate, Phil Smith. Phil's the uh, COO here at Profitable Trading, which means he basically runs the show. How are you, matey? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Pretty good. Feeling been, good. Always you've been, good. You've been struggling a bit, haven't you? You sort of uh, yeah. succumbed to the old uh, Cameron Ovid again. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, had my round two. I suppose I'm probably just catching up with everyone else, actually. So a lot of people have probably had their round two at this point. Yeah, it's, uh, it's still pretty frustrating if you're listening out there and uh, still uh, in your world. Well, we're thinking of you and hope you get well soon. Yeah, and if uh, if we're not back next week, team, it's because I've just given it to Tony right here across the table. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, he'll be tuning in from home. Maybe you should um, you should stop the breathing thing. Yeah, I mean, it's like we said earlier, the stats are in. And uh, 100% of those who breathe have been shown to die eventually. So, Right, so you're kind of, what, damned if you do, damned if you don't. I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, I have that breathing disease. Sorry, mate. Yep. Yeah, everyone's going out in a pine box. That's it. That's it. Well, on not that today, ha- though. Yeah, right? On that not happy today. note, <laughs> uh, if we get on top of today's topic, it might help you uh, not want to go out in a pine box with your business. That's it. Um, what are we talking about, buddy? Well, mate, growing a business is overwhelming. I mean, there's so much to do. Uh, you know, jobs, invoicing, pricing, sales, taxes, building a team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The list goes on. And uh, I suppose we all get to the point where we have too much to do and too little time to do it in. So at that point, our heads are just full of stuff and we need help. Uh, and there's often more than we and our existing team, if you already have one, uh, can actually cope with. So, you know, you think about hiring, you think about getting help. And, you know, it could be somebody or more people in the office. could be office manager, ops manager, estimator, whatever. Uh, or more tradespeople or technicians in the field. But, you know, lots of people you can hire to, you know, lighten that load. Uh, and often the next thought is, but how will they know what to do? Because uh, it's a bit of a mess at the moment and it's all stuck in my head, right? Yeah. You know, you get stuck in and you're thinking, well, what's what's the best way to go? Uh, should I actually get the systems and processes sorted out first so that when they come in that it's clear what they need to do? Yeah. Uh, or should I hire them? You know, if I do hire them, it'll be a mess if I don't have those systems. But I need some more bodies. Like, yeah, I'm and if I don't here. hire them, I'm not going to have time to build those systems yeah, anyway. So, right? so, so. It's, um, it's, uh, it's a little bit of uh, that old word of conundrum. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a chicken and egg situation. It is. That's right. Look at those chicken and eggs. They are different. But you know what goes really well is a chicken and egg burger. There's something a little bit wrong about it, but it oh, it's so good. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's delicious. But, you know, you can't have the mother and child all in one sandwich anyway. You know, on. there's just a little segue here. You know how we like to segue on things. It's quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. I was reading the other day, you know, we're getting more environmental these days, which is yeah, probably a good thing. And uh, a lot of countries are getting rid of um, cage-fed eggs. Uh, cage, mm. Not cage-fed eggs, but cage-fed chickens. Yeah. And so you don't get any cage fed eggs anymore. Yeah. So there's less eggs in the supermarket. Yeah. And they cost a lot more. Well, actually, it goes further than that. So, uh, you know, I know we digress, but this is actually quite interesting. So, what's also happened is that um, the supermarket chains, so not actually the law, but a lot of supermarket chains have come out and said they also won't take barn, which um, is another style, you know, where it's like a you know, bigger area. It's not actually free range, but. Um, a lot of egg farmers have upgraded and spent millions um, to go from cage to barn, 
And uh, now the supermarkets, not the actual regulations, have said they won't take barn eggs. Right, right. And uh, all these egg farmers are pulling out. And so there was a guy on the radio the other day who's in charge of the uh, egg farmers like association in New Zealand. And he said they usually would get a couple hundred um, new registrations per year. In the last two years, they've had zero. Um, so Interesting. This is <laughs> happening around the world too, not just, uh, not just in little old NZ. No, but and so the downstream area. consequences is that it's a whole lot of people who can't afford to buy eggs anymore. That's it. Which crazy. is uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, anyway, we digress. I've actually, uh, I've actually just got some chickens. So Have you? Yeah. For yeah. this very reason. For this very reason, mate. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've got four chickens now. Mate, we're really in sync. I like this. Yeah. Anyway. Let's, I'm uh, sure let's you have a story for this. I have a story. Well, this <laughs> is kind of something we saw on our um, members' Facebook page. So we have a, a Facebook group for all the members of our Million Dollar Trading Program, and there was a, a post there, and I just thought I'd read this post out because um, you might be feeling exactly the same, and sometimes it's good to know that you're not the only one uh, in the situation. Uh, if you do think that, often you feel like you're going, you know, you're going crazy. So post went like this. Good morning, legends. I'm hoping to get some opinions on the following. I'm in uh, need of hiring a project manager or an op- operations manager, but I'm still working on the systems and processes for my business. I'm trying to work out if I hire someone without the basic systems in place, will that create more or less time for me to build the systems? Thanks in advance. Well, this is a common question, isn't it? We actually get this quite a lot uh, within the Million Dollar Trading Program is, hey, there's a key role that I really need to hire. I'm absolutely tapped, um, but I don't actually have the role set up or any systems for that person to follow. So do I build the systems first or do I hire the person first? Um, you know, Age-old problem and definitely feels like a chicken and egg, but it, it's actually not, right? It's not. It's definitely not. And I think there's a clear way to go about this, which I think we should dig into today because I, I think if you're listening, you'll find this you know, super helpful. But I guess the, the thing that I'd love to tease out first is that there's actually some things that happen and don't happen if you kind of stay stuck in that situation. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and the first one is that um, when you get stuck making a decision about which way you'll go, that, that means you're actually often afraid of making a mistake. Yeah. Of, of it not working out. And uh, when you're in that kind of afraid of making a, a decision to, to make a mistake or what's the best option, you know, that causes a lot of procrastination. And typically what happens is the overwhelm in the situation, it just carries on and it gets worse. Uh, you know, you, you typically don't get less busy, you get more busy, uh, right. more jobs coming in, more stuff to deal with. And uh, the longer you leave it, the more difficult it is because you just run out of energy. So I think that's uh, that's really important to be aware of, not just in this situation, but any situation in your business when you're faced with a decision. Well, actually, any situation in life, Yeah. Um, in my opinion. I, I remember an old rugby coach told me one time, and this has stuck with me in everything I do, is he's like, if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying. Yeah, I mean, I remember there was a bunch of times you know, I might might not want to try to run for that gap or you know throw that longer pass or maybe try that little chip kick. And um, yeah, as I suppose all the, all the best sports people, they're actually the ones that try the the more out there stuff, right? Because that's the stuff that's exciting. It's the stuff that changes the game. But that's actually true in life. You know, you want better relationships. You know, you got to do, you know, push the boundary a little bit. You can't just play it safe all the time or you become boring. You want better business? Well, sure, you got to try stuff and, you know, push the envelope, you know, do new things, develop new systems. you got to hire new people. If you just stay the same and play it safe, you tend to not get anywhere. You yeah, this is, this, is a, this, yeah, this is a big thing too. And, and this sort of applies in this situation, but in all of your business, when you're faced with a decision about what to do, normally there's two or three or four things you can, you know, you can probably try to fix it. Mm. And we often fall into the trap of trying to find the best one. Yeah. But here's the thing. You only figure out the best one in hindsight. That, yeah, that's the only sorry. way you can know. You can only look back and see how it went to you sort yeah. of figure out what, what worked really well. You can take well. an educated guess, but at, at the end of the day, you know, the, the best chance of success option can still fail. I mean, anything can fail, yeah. but you've got to try, right? And, and the thing is, normally there's two or three options you can take. All of them are kind of sensible. Mm. 
don't look for the best one. Just do one of them that makes sense and do it hard. Get yeah. it into the scoring zone and then you can keep going. You actually, you repeat that decision-making process till all symptoms of poverty disappear. That's right. I mean, sort of brings up that George S. Patton quote, right? Like, uh, a good plan violently executed today is better than a perfect plan executed next week. 100%. So. You know, if you try and build all the systems yourself before you hire the person, you will get exhausted. It's hard work. It'll take you ages before it's perfect and you actually get on with hiring. You know, ultimately, you're going to really suffocate the growth of your business uh, because it's a very, very slow process. In fact, literally some people never get to systemizing the stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so it's never good enough to make the decision to hire. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a right. real problem. And the, the other risk is if you kind of just willy-nilly throw a bunch of new people into your business, you know, they can run around creating chaos in your business because they don't know what they're supposed to do or how they're supposed to do it. So that, that is totally. definitely something you want to be aware of as well. I mean, it's obviously a risk. Yep. The, the question is, you know, what's the best approach? And that's really what we want to get into well, let's uh, unpack today. It. Yeah, yeah. Before we talk solutions... If what we've been discussing on the show has been resonating with you and you're feeling the impact of the problems that we've been talking about, it's time to take action. Book a call with us today for a free coaching session and let us help you turn things around. We'll provide you with practical tips and strategies to get your business back on track. Don't miss out on this opportunity to make your business a success. Visit ProfitableTrady.com or click the link in the show notes to schedule your call now. Let's work together to overcome these challenges and take your business to the next level. So for me, the... the the old wisdom, if you like, uh, and what most people think is, hey, you want to build your system so that new people coming in know exactly what they do when they arrive. Uh, and, you know, it's all clear. It's all beautifully laid out. They turn out, you know, the uniform's there, their van's all set up, uh, all the procedures are there. Uh, you know, there's a big training library full of videos and, and how-tos. It's all tickety-boo. Now, that sounds great in theory, and it is, but in reality, it's often terrible advice. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible advice. Uh, and here's the reason. Uh, you need more team because you're too busy already. Yeah, that's And you right. want to grow. Yep. You already don't have enough time to do everything that's happening now. You know, you yep. can't get to all the jobs. You can't look after all the clients, all the paperwork. So how are you going to fit in building a bunch more systems? How are you actually physically going to do that? Now, a lot of people are like, yeah, I will with the best intention in the world. But the short answer is you can't. It's just not possible. And I think the thing is, is that you can do parts of that though, Tony, like you want to create that really awesome onboarding experience for a new team member. And so you can have the uniform all laid out. You can have the van ready. You can have it fully stocked. You can have everything ready to go as far as doing jobs. And um, that's some really like low hanging fruit in this case that you can sort out and still provide that great experience without having to have gone through the painstaking process of building every possible system they could possibly ever need ever in their entire life. It's like, at some point, you also have to acknowledge that you're hiring somebody, you know, if this is for a role for like a skilled tradesman, or if it's a role for, you know, ops manager, a project manager, an estimator, an office manager, there's a good chance they came with some experience, or you might not hire them into that role. I mean, in this case, like, they kind of know what they're doing anyway, so they don't need everything systemized perfectly. Yeah, you can still provide that great experience. Yeah, 100%. If you do try and make it perfect, you're, you're, I don't think you're ever really going to get in the position where you're comfortable to hire. That's right. Uh, and, and to flip that on its head, I think the short answer in most situations is that you should hire the people first. Totally. Uh, and then what you do is you use them to help you build the systems. That's, That's the key piece of the little nugget that people miss. Mm. Uh, as a business owner, we often think that we're the ones who have to build all the processes and all the systems. We're not. That's in right. fact, that's a crazy idea. Yeah. Uh, and often the people doing the work, they're the ones that are going to be doing it. So 
Uh, why not we actually get them to do it? They're involved in the process. They're going to be more committed and buy into it more as well. Yeah. Well, there's another thing here. And I mean, it's actually funny because um, we've actually got a guest in the room today. Uh, we have Amy, who's our office manager. And Amy is an absolute star. And one thing I want to point out is we had heaps of office systems before Amy started. But Amy's actually been involved in building newer systems since she started in the new role. Um, big reasons because Amy comes with her own set of ideas and experiences. And you know, if we have systems that's built by, built by you know previous office managers, they may be great, but Amy may know better ways. So it's like, why would you not get them to build more systems every time anyway? So even if you had all the systems built, you would still do this. You know what yep. I mean? It's it's actually a smart thing to do. It is, and I think there's a real um, there's a real sort of shift in thinking here that's important. Uh, I think for most of us, and if you're listening, you're probably the same. Uh, you've come up through, you know, doing the work out on site, out in the field. Uh, so you're good at doing the work. Uh, and uh, your way of thinking about the business is, hey, we've just got to get the jobs done. That's what this business is all about. Mm. But uh, the challenge, and if you want a great business that gives you a lot of money, a lot of time and a lot of flexibility in lifestyle, is you actually have to change the way you think about it. It's not about actually getting the jobs done. That's not your job. That's right. Now, the definition of a business is it's a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. Yeah. I uh, stole that from, from Brad Sugars as oh, Brad a, Sugars. a uh, business coach as well. Yeah. Uh, so your role is actually to create a great business. It's not just to get projects done. Yeah, that's right. So your, your real work as a business owner is to build the business. It's your team's job to do the work. Yeah, that's right. That's why you have a team. That's right. So uh, here's, here's the thing. Uh, the stuff that hop happens off the tools is actually really, really important for your business. You know, the stuff that happens in the back office. Overheads are not a waste of money. No. Uh, and... If you think that uh, any off the tools time is not you know not valuable, that's bad for business. And here's the thing: that off the tools time, some of that is used to build the systems and the processes that make the business really strong and streamlined, you know, for the future and make it way easier for you to own. It stops you and everyone else getting overwhelmed, confused about what's going on. Uh, so you know your role really is business growth. Use your team to help you do that. Like you can create huge leverage, not only by getting them to do all the work, all mm. the plumbing work or the electrical work, the landscaping, the painting, the glazing, the tiling, now, whatever trade or service you're in, doesn't mm. matter that the principle's the same. Yeah. Get them to do the work, but you also can get them to help you build the systems. Well, I think the point is it's just knowing your lane as far as that business growth. You know, I mean, I think about it almost like, well, I mean, I've been watching this pirate TV show on uh, on Netflix, but anyway, um, it just rings it rings really um, in my mind right now about, you know, you think of a really old pirate ship and your team on the tools getting the jobs done is almost like all of the uh, the crew running up and down the rigging and, you know, tying down knots and letting out sails and, you know, making the ship go, right? And you in the back office, uh, your leadership that you're providing is almost like the, the guy steering. Uh, and then there's a lot of other back office work, which is actually keeping that team, that crew running up and down the rigging, tying down knots. Like there's somebody who's in the kitchen making food so those people have energy to actually do all of this in stuff. In the galley. Yeah, there's a quartermaster who's like making sure everyone's got what they need and everything. So my point is, is like there is a back office operation and it looks like the important thing is getting that ship to move forward. But if nobody's steering and nobody's keeping the crew you know, operational, uh, that ship will either stop moving forward or it will just go in circles. Yeah, so it runs into rocks. That's right. Yep. So end of the day, like, you, you have to see the importance yeah. in that. So I think that the, the key message is that, um, yes, it's difficult. Should I hire or should I build the systems first? Look, it's a bit of both, but most people, I think, fall into the trap of actually waiting to get things perfect before they hire and get new people on, which is a trap because you're already too busy. You need the help to get yourself back on the front foot. 
that's going to give you a bit more time to build systems and processes, but you can also use the people coming in to do it. And when people start working in your business, that's a great time for them to do the systems and the processes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, because they're new to it. Uh, they might see things with fresh eyes or, you know, things might not be clear to them that they can really clarify in those uh, in those systems. So, But the, the key thing is it might take a little bit of time, uh, which takes maybe a little bit of time away from getting the work done out in the field. But that is not a cost. That's an investment. That's building a business for the future. I want to argue with that, actually, Tony. I don't think it's it not. takes any extra time because the fact is, is that you have to train a new person no matter what. I don't care what experience they come with. They need training. And when you're training them, if you record that process, if I'm training something with someone on the computer, I can just hit Loom and it's recording what I'm training them and that is now the system. If I'm training somebody how to do something on site, I can get them to film me with their iPhone, get a video of me training them and now that is the system. So the point is, is you can create the systems while you train or they can create the systems while you make sure that their capability is where it needs to be. But either way, you're going to train them and you're going to cheat their capability. So you might as well record that process and that becomes a system. This takes no extra time. Oh, I thought this was going to be a real argument, uh, which I'm disappointed because I'm always up for that. Remember, you don't win just because you talk louder, Phil. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, it depends how loud you talk. Well, really. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if I can't hear you, then I don't know I lost. So that's, that's right. It, Phil is quite deaf, by the way. But anyway, uh, or I think he pretends that he is just so he thinks he's winning. But uh, there's heaps of technology that can make this easier. That's right. Uh, and screen recording and using video is incredible rather than just writing a step-by-step process, which is, you know, is a bit of a pain in the backside, to be honest. Yeah. Um, there's another really important principle here. If you're thinking about putting your systems and processes together, and as the owner, you want to edit stuff, but you don't want to author it. Yeah. So what that means is rather than you sitting down and having to crack at everything and getting pen and paper out of the you know, computer and writing stuff up, get other people to have a go at it, and then you can just put your input on it. Yep. It's way faster. They get 80% of it, right? You can add in the bits that need to be added in, and uh, away you go. That's uh, right. So that's incredibly time safe for you. Yeah. Uh, edit, don't author. Look, like you said, practically speaking, the team are doing the jobs day to day. They're going to have great input on it. Yeah. And uh, you know, whether that's a, a quality assurance checklist for piping out a house or pre-wiring a house or paving or whatever it is, they are the ones who do it, so they're going to have a lot of good input. Yeah. Maybe get the senior technician or tradesperson to do the checklist. Yeah. Maybe get the admin manager to write the payroll process or the invoicing process. Uh, and as I said earlier, that involvement actually gets them committed to the process. They actually buy into the systems, which is like, that's the old cheesy win-win thing. That's right. Well, it's not so cheesy. I mean, it's real. Everyone wants a win-win, right? If yeah. you can get one. And you can you can also get the other team members to review the system. So if you've got a few tradespeople or technicians, you maybe get one person to do it, someone else can review it and, and give their input. So you get it pretty good without you having to do a lot of work at all. Yeah, and I mean, for the review, just get somebody else to try and use it. And I mean, if they can use it, then it's usable and we're good to go. I mean, it rings that, um, that saying in my head about uh, 80% out the door is better than 100% in the drawer. You know, like if, you, good if you're using it, then it's it's better than the thing that's perfect that's not used, right? 100%. So, I mean, like, don't try to get every detail right. You'll never be able to get every single detail correct for every single variable on every single job. But if you can get 80% there, like, it's a good start. Well, right? It's a good start. Yeah. Uh, and, and what you can do from a practical perspective is just give your team some examples or templates to follow so they know what the finished product needs to look like. Yeah, We have lots and lots of checklists and processes and stuff in our membership website where all our resources are and people can just take those and it might fit perfectly but or they can give it to their team as an example and just use that, present it and build off it which, which is huge. That's right. I think the next thing is important is it's quite overwhelming to do this. Yep. There's a lot of processes but just use the traffic light system. You know, like red, amber, green. So what are the pro- processes and systems that are causing you real headaches right now? 
Yeah. And just do those first. They're red. Fix those up because, you know, you fix the five or ten of those up, you probably solve 50 or 60% of the problems right there. Oh, I would argue right more. Think about the old 80-20 uh, rule, right? Yep. I mean, it's probably 20% of your processes cause 80% of your headaches. You know, yeah, well, um, not having 20% of them. Yeah, that's right, not having 20%. So either way, it'll be 20% of things that are causing 80% of your problems. 100%, yeah. And then within that 20%, 20% of those cause 80% of those problems. So I mean, yeah. it sort of drills I, I just, down further. I need to digress again. I've said 100% about three times in the last two minutes. I think and we I, say 100% about yeah, 50 I times per episode. I, I apologise if you're listening and you're... Uh, yeah, hundred percent over the hundred percent because um, I hundred percent apologise for the hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'll try better. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Okay. Uh, last thing, uh, there is one uh, process and system that would be really awesome to get right if you if you have enough time. And this is one I would put your effort in if you are the owner and you you're wanting to, you know, grow and you're wondering whether I should do the the systems and the processes first or the or the hiring. Well, one you might want to spend a bit of time on is the uh, hiring process. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, if you get great people, that's going to make it way easier for them to help you do all the other systems and processes. So that's right. uh, that might be one you want to spend a bit of time on. It's certainly one we spend a heap of time on with our members because uh, getting great people makes the world of difference. Well, when you get the right person, uh, they need less systems anyway, right? So uh, yeah, it's, it's easier to just get the right person. Yep. I mean, they still need systems, but the hiring process is definitely one of your most important systems. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's land this plane. Alrighty, so it's the classic problem for a business owner. Should I uh, build the systems first or should I hire new people? Now, the conventional wisdom says uh, build the systems, but really it's wrong. You need to start hiring good people and get them to help you build the systems and processes for your business. You'll move quicker and you'll get your team on board with the systems and processes at the same time. Thanks heaps for listening, team. We'll catch you all again next time. See you later. Next week on the Profitable Trading Podcast. Growing your trade or service-based business is a function of your ability as a business leader. Yet leadership is not something we're taught, and frankly, most of us make it up as we go, with varying degrees of success. Tune into today's podcast where we outline eight secrets to leadership that will help you grow your business in a way that's fun for you and your team. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trady, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group, and we'll see you in the next episode of The Profitable Trady Podcast.